0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Derek Terry. Derek, big-time weekend for Kentucky basketball on the recruiting front when it comes to scholarship offers and the Peach Jam and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, Sean, I really feel like Kentucky's total picture for the 2022 recruiting class has kind of been laid out uh even even so many offers out now that you kind of question uh if it means that some guys are kind of in a, in a spot where they need to need to make a move to commit or if not they might get left out so that'll be interesting to see i know you did a rundown episode uh talking about case wallace the five-star guard from texas uh, and also nick smith uh, a guard out of arkansas um sean what do you make of these offers coming at, at this time
0: uh, yeah, I mean, we had a mailbag question. How many mailbag questions, honestly, about Case and Wallace? So a lot, yeah. I said that in the the rundown pod that Jalen Duren, I expected that to be the dominant topic in our mailbag, obviously just given the timing and the situation. But I thought the biggest topic, honestly, was Casey and Wallace and why he didn't have a Kentucky offer. A guy that the top analysts have been raving raving about, uh, a kid that once that wanted a Kentucky offer, And he got it, Derek. I think he got it right at the perfect time, too. It's not too late for John Calipari to get involved. I think this is one that they've honestly been in touch with and been involved with for a while and probably put themselves in a good position now that the offer is there. Some of that buzz that's been going on with Rick Barnes in Tennessee, it might transfer over and switch to Kentucky. And here's the thing that I talked about on the the rundown. I don't think that Cal wants to lose another player to Tennessee. Kennedy Chandler at Tennessee – Now, they pulled out of the Brandon Huntley Hatfield recruitment. Now, he's at Tennessee. I don't think John Calipari wants to lose a caliber player like that to someone in the league, and especially to the the team that's kind of been right there on their heels competing with them in the league for the last four or five years.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And this is actually a pretty timely um, thing to bring up. If you go to 247sports.com and you click on Kacen Wallace's profile, his scouting report, his player comparison is Drew Holiday who, of course, just uh, won an NBA championship with the Milwaukee Bucks and is now playing over uh, losing games with Team USA. Even he couldn't save these uh, this group of uh, USA basketball team members. But, um, you know, when, when you think about Holiday, though, and I don't watch a ton of NBA, but I mean, his kind of thing is you know he's a great two-way player, right, Sean? Like you probably know more than he I is. do. Yeah,
0: great. But, uh, you know,
1: and that's kind of Wallace's calling card on his scouting report. Here is he's one of the best defensive playmakers in the class. So you're talking about a guy that I think John Calipari would love, just by this little quick look. And another point too to bring up, I mean, this is and you probably mentioned it, like this is a this is a Jay Lucas guy. This is yeah. someone he's been recruiting out of Texas for a long time. You know, he has to have the go-ahead from John Calipari. You know, Jay Lucas can't just be out there offering anybody that he wants to. He's got to wait for the big man uh, to give him the signal, and he did. And, um, you know, I think you already saw some low confidence picks, though, but you have already seen a couple of Crystal Ball picks for Kentucky. Um, Chris Fisher, my co-worker, he he put one in a long time ago uh, back in April, so I don't know that that even is uh, as relevant now, but uh, a Baylor insider who – Might have a better fill, who knows, out of Texas. But he put a pick in for UK as well, but it was low. So it has seemed like for Wallace that Tennessee was kind of the front runner, but never to the point that any national guys put a pick in for Tennessee, never any local guys who cover Tennessee. So I would think at this time with Kentucky offering, knowing how bad he wanted this offer, you got to think they got a great chance if they really push for this kid to land them.
0: And that leads me into this. When it comes to this class, if we're asking for predictions right now, I would have high confidence in Shaden Sharp joining Sky Clark. Like I almost put that a 10 out of 10. I have it at a nine right now in a confidence rating. And then you probably have Kaysen Wallace there, given the connection and what we know that he's been wanting a Kentucky offer. You see the low confidence picks coming in early, Derek Lively there. You're talking about four guys in Sky Clark that I think could finish top 15, top 20 in the composite especially if Scott Clark comes back healthy from that knee injury that he had cleaned up over the weekend, successful surgery. I talked to his dad. He said that his comeback is going to be really, really strong. So they seem optimistic about that. He can get back on the floor in the near future after some rehab and some things like that there. But this is a class that John Calipari is putting together. We don't have commitments yet other than Sky. but you mentioned that you can see the groundwork being laid for a very solid class regardless of what happens with Jalen Duren right now and the possible reclassification of 2021, 2022 looks good. They extended the offer to Nick Smith Jr., and there's confidence and low-confidence picks coming in for Kentucky for him, too. And we're going to have Travis Branham, national recruiting basketball analyst from 24-7 Sports, on this episode here in a few minutes to talk about these offers and talk about where Kentucky stands. Is Kaysen Wallace and Nick Smith a possible duo at Kentucky, or is it one or the other? That's what I'm most looking forward to asking him in addition to timetable for Shaden and Sharp and then what's going on with uh, Jalen Duren. Obviously, everybody wants to know about that right now.
1: Yeah, no question. Looking forward to hearing from Travis. I sent you, uh, I went to the class calculator feature on 247sports.com, still one of my favorite features to use at 24-7. Um, you can kind of project classes, see how they would rank. And something I'll be curious to hear from, from Travis as well is, is the potential star power in this class and how – this past year, Kentucky only saw three guys from the high school rank. A lot of transfers. Given these offers that they put out over the weekend and, and of course, the guys they've been recruiting for a long time, you could see several guys. I mean, you're talking five or six guys from the high school ranks commit. I sent you that class from that class calculator yesterday that had five five-stars in it, and these are all guys I think they have a pretty good shot at. Of course, Clark has already committed. He's a five-star. Then you got Derek Lively, Shaden Sharp, uh, Brandon Miller, a small forward. And then Casey Wallace, these are all guys Kentucky's offered. And then mm-hmm. Nick Smith is right there knocking on the door of being a five-star prospect. So, you know, Kentucky, I think, is taking that momentum they, they got from the coaching changes to have Orlando Antigua, to have Chin Coleman. And, again, I think you'll still see that payoff even more down the road. But the immediate impact here is you could see Kentucky get back to what they used to do. yeah. And that's land four or five five-star recruits, have the top class in the country. If you do this and then you supplement that with some, some highly talented transfers – that might be the way to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing that I'm going to ask Travis when we have him on here is is Kentucky, is it, these offers and this renewed energy on the recruiting trail is that to get back to getting the elite of the elites. And obviously, Derek, this is the first class that NIL will have a true impact on. You know, they didn't get to recruit the 2021 class to that, but 2022, that's true. NIL will know a lot more about NIL when these guys step foot on campus. So this is the kind of class that you want to get a good start within the NIL era, but we're going to have Travis hop on here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, I really want to thank you all for all the five-star reviews over the weekend. They keep coming in. I have people reaching out to me that listen, maybe on Spotify and you can't leave the review there that you can leave on, uh, leave on Apple podcasts, but we're so appreciative of the podcast, the listeners. Everyone pushing this thing. I think we got as high as number 52 or 53 in the charts over the weekend. We're on pace, Derek, for a record-breaking month on Kentucky Daily. And I know people love listening to us. And if you love listening to us here on Kentucky Daily, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, hustle is the perfect place for you as part of the program you'll receive personal cover art q a's with blue wires top podcasters access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks and on top of that we'll help you get your show pushed out to apple spotify google stitcher and all other listening platforms and the best part is you can get all this for only 15 dollars a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your Kentucky Wildcats, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join or check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Joining us on Kentucky Daily is 24-7 Sports National Basketball Recruiting Analyst, Travis Branham. Travis, thanks for joining us.
2: Of course, thanks for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Travis, uh, big weekend for Kentucky basketball. It was Peach Jam. I know Jalen Duran, Derek Lively, we're going to get a lot into that. But I think the biggest news of the weekend was obviously Kentucky finally offering Cason Wallace. And then they extended a scholarship offer to Nick Smith Jr., what do you think about that news over the weekend?
2: Uh, Yeah, obviously that's big news. It's something um, kind of been on the radar for, I would say, probably about six, seven months now, if not longer, especially for Kaysen. Kaysen's obviously kind of been on record talking about how um, Kentucky is a place that has always kind of stood out in his mind. So, yeah, that's big news. Kaysen had a, an awesome weekend, at the Nick Smith, Nick finishing with 31 of his team's 61 points yesterday in the Peach Jam Championship. Both uh, stud competitors that impact the game on both ends.
0: And I know Tennessee's had all the buzz for Kaysen Wallace, but now that John Calipari's in the mix, do you think that this comes down to a Kentucky-Tennessee battle?
2: Yeah, I do think that. And honestly, um, with Kentucky now jumping into the picture, I I, I actually believe that Kentucky will become the team to beat. Tennessee's been working on for a long time. There were some kind of rumors that Cason uh, could have committed earlier this summer, but um, now that I think that he kind of had this, this weekend, he the weekend that he did at Peach Jam in Kentucky, you Now jumping in, um, I think Kentucky will become the team to beat.
0: And then obviously the offer to Nick Smith Jr. as well over the same weekend, Travis. And I had a lot of Kentucky fans ask me, is it one or the other, or could Kentucky possibly land both those guys in this class?
2: Uh, that one's tough. That one's tough. Um, I'm going to start leaning towards it's probably going to be one or the other. Um, there's obviously you got sky Clark coming in And there, then there's been a lot of buzz with shade and sharp, uh, another top 10 kid in the class. Um, and I actually think that they have a really good chance at landing him. I actually put my crystal ball in over at 24 seven sports. I want to say about two, three weeks ago. So, um, with, All those guards, elite guards, um, I think there is going to be a bit of a traffic jam at some point, and um, it'll be kind of – Nick will be one to watch. Um, I think Kaysen is one of those. He brings a little something different with his on-ball ability. He's more of a point guard than Nick is. Nick's more of a shooting guard who can also play on the ball. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, unless other things change regarding Shane Sharp um, or – Anybody else? Then, then I think it'll end up being one or the other.
1: Hey Travis, yeah, you mentioned uh, Shaden Sharp. He's someone who has seemed like has had, uh, to use a baseball term, a lot of helium this uh, this spring. He shot up the rankings, went from I think in the sixties to top ten in the composite rankings. What is it about his game that has has made him uh, become such a coveted prospect?
2: Uh, well, it starts with his physical tools. I mean, he's about six foot five. He's got a really strong frame. So uh, when you look at shooting guards around college basketball and and into the NBA, he fits the bill. Um, And then he's an absolutely gifted and explosive athlete. And then you expand from that, he's really skilled offensively. And he's just a a really naturally talented scorer. He just has a knack for putting the ball in the bucket. Uh, And he did that this week. Uh, He was one of the – I want to say he was one of the leaders at the Peach Jam in, in scoring, um, he's a three-level scorer. His jumper has continued to improve over the past two years since we first got eyes on him at Sunrise Christian. Obviously, he's now at Dream City. Uh, but, yeah, he's just a gifted natural scorer who's just very physically gifted, especially with that athleticism. I mean, um, he's an exciting player to watch. And, and again, like his jumper has continued to improve and he has range beyond the three-point line.
1: You said you put your Chris the Ball pick in for Sharp a few weeks ago. Is there, have you heard anything on a potential timeline uh, for Sharp in terms of making his decision?
2: I haven't heard too much uh, when it comes to definitive dates, but I do believe that it will happen sooner rather than later and before the high school basketball season, which will start, which will, things will start ramping up there in about um, September, October. So I would expect it to be somewhere in in between now and then.
0: Another guy that Kentucky fans have had a close eye on, too, is Derek Lively. Travis, uh, I think that's the guy that Kentucky fans have kind of fallen in love with his game. they got to look at him over the weekend. Where is Kentucky in that recruitment right now?
2: Uh, Kentucky's in a very good place with Derek Lively. I think uh, right now it's going to be a battle between Kentucky and Duke. Right now it is a battle between Kentucky and Duke. Um, you got Penn State. In the background, his mom, obviously, uh, working for, for the university. And then um, North Carolina, after they picked up two bigs uh, in Dawson Garcia and Jalen Washington, I think they're, they've cooled off a little bit. Michigan has now entered the picture. I do think there is uh, some mutual interest there. But at the top, I think it's Kentucky and Duke right there. Um, and But this this is one. That's going to take some time to work out. I don't think that's going to be a commitment that's imminent. Uh, but Kentucky's in a very good spot.
1: One of the only recruitments actually that still has ramifications potentially for Kentucky next season is obviously Jalen Duran, uh, still listed in the 2022 rankings, but of course could reclassify. A lot of pro options for him. Uh, you got Miami, Memphis, and Kentucky. Kind of, what's the latest on his recruitment? From from what you know?
2: Yeah, uh, his decision. Um, uh, is expected to come in the next two or three weeks uh, that's obviously been the expectation, and nothing has changed regarding that um, buzz on on terms of where he is leaning. It's still the status quo. Uh, I've kind of had it pegged as Memphis and miami um, with G league in Kentucky kind of behind them. It's as of now, I'm kind of sticking with that. I think miami has a has an edge there with DJ Irving um, being hired on staff and the connection there to uh, Jalen Duran And then Memphis has done a really, really good job of pitching Duran and building a relationship with him and what he can bring to that program. Um, and so, yeah, as of now, nothing, uh, no big changes, still kind of status quo decision coming up in the next couple of weeks um, that will obviously include whether he's going to reclassify or not. And then, um, G League in Kentucky kind of following in, following behind Miami and Memphis.
0: Travis, this Kentucky roster for this season, we know that John Calipari built it through the transfer portal. It's, it's not as impactful as a freshman class as it has been in previous years, but do you get the sense that John Calipari and the staff with renewed energy with our Orlando Antiguan staff and Chin Coleman, that they're... Setting the bar high for 2022 and the position that they're in with a lot of these guys, the Derek Livelys, the Shaden Sharps, do you get the sense that they want to get back to the majority of these rosters being built through the high school route with the elite of the elite?
2: Uh, I don't think there's any question of that. Uh, They've kind of made that extremely clear, obviously, in 2021 with the hand that was dealt with the class that was kind of coming through high school. um, They hit the portal hard. Um, but in 2022, I think they've made it extremely clear they're going after the elite guys, and I think the NIL is definitely helping uh, the program, and especially in this 2022 class, like there's a handful of these guys where, uh, prior to NIL ever being passed, um, that we're it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that they were going to go the pro route, like a Chris Livingston, a Jalen Dern, and a Monty Bates, like but now with nil the doors open and they've uh kind of just busted straight through through those doors with those guys and gotten them on campus and put themselves in a really good situation for them they're they're back into going after these elite guys um where things have been changing at that top tier and over the past like six or seven years like the recruiting dynamic has had shifted and now it's shifting back um and so kentucky's really hitting it hard and i think they're going to hit it really, really big in this 2022 class.
1: We mentioned Scott Clark earlier, of course, still the only commitment for Kentucky in 2022. When we talk about these guys like uh, Shaden Sharp, Caseen Wallace, Nick Smith, potentially, how well do you see those guys kind of fitting in with the way that Sky plays? And then even some of those bigs like, um, like Derek Lively as well, just how do you think uh, Clark being kind of the combo guard, the lead point guard, how do you see those guys meshing with him?
2: They all kind of – I think they would play really well off each other to be honest with you um with and it, and it also fits um something that Cal's had a lot of success with over the past few years and i'm expecting them to do it again this year is play go in with a three guard lineup get up and down the floor a lot more dribble drive type actions going on out on the court um so basically got three guys out on the perimeter that can uh dribble pass and shoot and if you get a Sky Clark, obviously you already got him on board. If you get a Cason Wallace and you get a Shane Sharp, that fits the mold. Um, that's two primary ball handlers, and it's Clark and Cason Wallace. Both share the ball. Both are playmakers. Both can score the basketball. And then you obviously have Shane on the wing, who's a very gifted scorer. Um, he's a capable playmaker, but, I mean, his bread and butter is scoring the basketball. So, but you throw those three guys in. Obviously, there's some things you got to figure out, um, as as is the case with all freshmen that you bring in. But you throw those three guys out there; all three, I think, can play off each other really well, and you can put up some serious offensive numbers.
0: Last thing we have for you here, Travis. We've talked all about 2022, but Kentucky fans they like to look ahead as well. So 2023. There's some guys out there, Kentucky's already extended some offers, but the entire state has their eye on Reed Shepard. Just what do you think about the, the start to that class and the offers that have been extended over the last few months?
2: Uh, yeah, starting with Reed. Um, he, that is uh, one player that fans have kind of caught the craze for, and understandably so. He's a really fun player to watch. He's super skilled. Uh, just really has a great understanding of the game. And that obviously comes as no, no surprise given uh, the pedigree there with his mom and dad. Uh, where things stand with his recruitment, um, I think this is going to be a little bit more open than many are given. Uh, we, Kentucky obviously will be a major player there. Wolverine's been on him very hard um, for a while now. But I think honestly, it's going to come down to Duke, or not Duke. Apologize. It's going to come down to Kentucky and Virginia um, for that one. I think Virginia offers a lot of what Reed is looking for, and um, I think he, there's a there's a certain fit there um, that will be hard for Reed to kind of pass up. So I I don't think it's uh, an all but done deal for Reed in 2023. But um, I think it, I, I do think uh, that Virginia is going to be a serious player there. Then obviously you got DJ Wagner the number one prospect in the class, extremely tight Kentucky ties, or more so John Calipari ties, uh, with having coached Wagner as father. Uh, elite prospect, um, that's another one where there's a lot of rumors going around whether he'll even play college basketball or jump to uh, the professional routes with G League. Um, so that one, that's going to be one that we'll have to keep an eye on, but I do think it's going to be a race between Kentucky and the professional routes um, already offered to offer to J.J. Taylor, uh, a six foot eight wing out of Chicago, um, extremely, extremely talented prospect, uh, just outstanding athlete can really, really score it. um, And a kid that has a chance of being one of the top three players in the class when it's all said and done, uh, just he's just that gifted um, as a prospect. Um, And then outside of that, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm kind of blanking after that. But those are three guys um, that they've already offered, three guys to definitely keep a close eye on um,
0: in the coming year. So, He's Travis Branham, and you can follow him on Twitter at Travis Branham underscore Travis. Great stuff from you. Thank you so much for joining us here on Kentucky Daily.
2: Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Enjoyed it.
0: Great stuff there, Derek, from Travis Branham. 24-7 Of twenty four seven sports, I know that that's a guy that Kentucky fans are going to be plugged into over the next few years when it comes to college basketball recruiting and where Kentucky's going with these future classes. Any any big takeaways from that? Obviously, at the top of it, Casein Wallace, he thinks that will be the guy over Nick Smith Jr. Uh, but any other things that you kind of take away from that interview?
1: Well, it's a takeaway for me. I don't know if it's a takeaway to people who who follow this stuff extremely close, but I what really caught my eye was more or less, well, two things, I guess, actually three. There were a lot of enlightening things from this interview. I want to start with Derek Lively, though, uh, Derek Lively, and the big picture because he mentioned that North Carolina has taken a couple commitments. So, he, because for a long time he thought U K Duke and North Carolina, it sounds like this is shaping up to be one of the first head to head matchups with. John Calipari versus John Shire at Duke. And uh, this, I mean, he's a, the kind of modern big that you want, seven foot one and can move outstanding. Um, he's, out of the guys that I've seen, if you're going to say, hey, Derek, who would you want to watch more and likes him more than anybody else for this last? It would probably be him yeah. in terms of the realistic options. Uh, and then, two uh, with Jalen Duran. I mean, we talked about this last Melbag episode we had, had a lot of discussion of, Cal better get this guy if he passed on Kofi Coburn. Yeah. Well, if you listen to Travis, it doesn't sound they're going to get this guy. Yeah. Matter of fact, you might even see Kentucky fourth on the list. I mean, stunning to me, honestly. I know he's got the relationships at Memphis and Miami, but stunning to me that kids are still going to go to schools like that when you could just go to the G League um, over a program like UK. So as of today, and things can change fast, but as of today, it sounds like UK's roster might be set. For next season. So, those were two of the big takeaways. And then, of course, I'd actually already read this from Travis in one of the stories he wrote on 24 7, but don't count out Virginia for Reed Shepard. He's, uh, this is the kind of school that might be a really good fit for him. And as many things as the UK is going to have, and it's a, uh, in its favor, that could be the school that you see this come down. That's why I texted you when Virginia yeah. offered. I told, I think this will be a UK and Virginia battle in the end. And uh, so, those are, those are kind of the big standouts to me.
0: Well, Virginia has a lot to offer. I mean, they're the program that's won a national championship in recent years, but they have a lot to offer too, Derek, because they were there early. Even though the offer wasn't extended, they were sitting there courtside in Shelbyville too deep. Tony Bennett and an assistant coach a month ago watching Reed before Kentucky watched Reed. But John Calipari offered at the right time. That was one that John Calipari could not have waited till next summer or late in the fall or the winter to offer for Reed Shepard. I think that they made the right decision to offer now and that may save them in this one. And when it comes down to it, we'll wait and see how that plays out. You mentioned the Jalen Duren situation. It sure sounds like Kentucky's roster is finalized for this season. And if it is, they better be really good in the front court. Because if they're not, John Calipari will take a lot of heat for passing up on Kofi Coburn. I'm, I'm telling you, Kofi Coburn wanted to come to Kentucky. There was no way he went into the portal and all that because it looked like a circus. It looked like he was just craving attention when it come down to just him finally going back to Illinois, Derek. So I, I'm convinced that he wanted to be at Kentucky, and then Kentucky kind of just uh, decided to go the other way with it, uh, which we know is true. And now with Jalen Duran, it doesn't look good. And we also – we didn't mention Brandon Miller with uh, Travis. We didn't mention Kyle Filipowski. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, that is another recruitment that Duke seems to be the school right now for him. Uh, Could come down to Kentucky and Duke, similar to Kentucky and Duke with uh, Derek Lively as well. But uh, one interesting note with him, Bruiser Flint was in Indiana when they were recruiting him, Orlando, Antigua, Illinois, when they were recruiting him. For his size, 240 pounds, his ball handling is off the chart. I did watch some tape on him over the weekend. He he fits in at the four if you can put him alongside a really good big man. So even though he's 6'11", 240, and has the body of a five, He's playing the four with his skill sets. So that's a really intriguing prospect there, a four-star guy that could really climb given his skill set. But Kentucky didn't get to watch him this week because he had to miss Peach Jam due to COVID-19.
1: Yeah, Filipowski, Philip, you know, that, that is interesting. You think about those relationships that have been made at previous schools. You know, it can be tough. But We're talking about guys like Sharp and other guys probably announcing in the next month or two, I would guess, most likely. You've got a guy like Sky Clark who's been committed for almost a year now, right? I feel like we had him on the show early in our podcast day so uh, it's tough unless a kid just grew up dreaming of playing basketball at kentucky despite those relationships that were made at other schools with chin coleman uh, with orlando antigua bruiser flint excuse me bruiser flint and antigua it can uh it can be tough and duke would would pick up another solid player but you know if you're kentucky and i'm not saying it's coming down to the two but lively is the is the real prize of the front court in this 2022 class
0: Yeah, a little bit of news here. Uh, Shaden Sharp will announce his top ten schools tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, That's per his Instagram account. So that comes out right in time before we wrap up this podcast. So it's a top ten, which then will be cut down a little more. I just think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be in this class before the summer is over. I would expect by the time we get into late August, September, Derek, that there could be a decision there in preparation of signing in the early signing period. I think John Calipari is going to throw on the full court press here and try to have a, a class that, honestly, they're going to push for Shaden Sharp to get in that class. Sky Clark to sign. Kaysen Wallace, I think you could see that push. And then they would love to have Derek Lively early, in my opinion. You get those three or four guys in your class, and then what that allows you to do is to put all, a lot of your effort into 2023 from that point on. But then you can kind of identify what you're going to have returning, possibly and where you need to go if it needs to be high school or the transfer portal.
1: Yeah, real quick, I got a question for you. I don't want to spend all day on this, but I do think it just popped in my head. When guys sign, and, you know, we saw a couple of years ago, Terrence Clark was still signed with Kentucky, but there was a late push by one of those pro leagues, right, to try yeah. to lend him. I know I'm in the province. Yeah, G League, I wrote a story on him going to the U.K. You think this will be a thing where if a kid does sign with the school in the fall period, pro leagues will kind of back off or and then in the same scenario you know, if the kids decides to stay uncommitted through the uh, fall and wants to keep getting recruited through the spring do you I mean I guess how do you think schools do you get what I'm saying like I almost wonder if yeah. the pool that those pro leagues would try to choose from will be the guys who, who keep waiting it out and if a oh. guy commits early maybe that's a sign hey I'm going to go to school
0: it is. And I think if you're the school, I think, you know, I mentioned there that you can kind of focus on 23 in the next class, but you probably want to keep recruiting your guys, just given yeah. that if the G League or someone comes around and they offer, they throw out an offer there. And that's different now with NIL. So you have something to fire back with. But I think that's a very good question. And
1: it's not, not like listen. there's anything stopping those pro leagues. I mean, even once a kid signs, like I mean, it's not like another school trying no. to recruit a guy. I mean, and, and, and let's
0: say, let's say that you lose. Let's say let's let's say Derek Lively ends up in the Kentucky's class in the early signing period, but then the G League comes around because that's a guy that just continues to generate a lot of buzz when it comes to potential and upside. Let's say the G League throws a million, million and a half offer at him, and he goes elsewhere. And here he goes to the G League. And here's here's John Calipari in Kentucky without a without a big man in their class. So you're gonna you're gonna that transfer because thing that's now. almost what happened with Terrence Clark a year ago when you were talking about that. Um so, yeah, it's it's a definitely a different situation, different times we're living in. But you know John Calipari happy that he has NIL to throw back. And you know that that's been a part of these recruiting pitches. How much money can you make at Kentucky? Things like that. Now, obviously, they're not able to set up and organize deals. By the way, Davion Mintz and stuff with Reebok. <laughs> he obviously did not sign a partnership or agreed to partnership with Reebok. But I'm pretty sure that that's how I read the Instagram post. I'm just wondering if UK possibly shot that down or not with the, something the off court, something, something had to remember. happen there because the yeah. way he announced that, that was definitely something going on with Reebok and NIL. You don't just put out a <laughs> bunch of shoes, tag Reebok, hashtag partnership, partner. <laughs> and then the handshaking emojis, and then say, no, I'm not with them. So, yeah, something happened. Something for sure happened. <laughs> that is definite. But we hope you enjoyed another solid episode of Kentucky Daily. We're going to jump right back into football this week too, Derek, and talk a lot of football. Uh, we're now just a few weeks away. Fan day coming up here in about a week and a half, two weeks. They've not announced the times and everything for that. Uh, but it does look like fan day will take place. It's going to be at Kroger Field, as we expected, a bigger environment, a bigger uh, atmosphere where you can kind of space everybody out even more. Uh, so that will be good. And then uh, we'll just continue churning out content here. We're going to have some some guys on to preview, some national guys to preview the SEC football season. Should note, too, Oklahoma and Texas made it official that they're going to leave the Big 12. It's all expected to reach out to the SEC and kind of apply for membership there, Derek. So I know we're going to be talking a lot about that in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, Sean. I mean, this is a big week
1: coming for us as we close July. Uh, Football on its way. Basketball is, is nonstop. We know that. I mean, here we are in late July, and it's one of our most detailed basketball recruiting episodes we've had. In a long time, I feel like I thought that was a great interview. So, uh, keep checking us Corey out. Evans. Yeah. Yeah. It's been <laughs> a long time. Corey, Corey left us. Corey would have provided some great content for Kentucky Daily, but he had to go, you know, run the NBA or whatever for the Thunder, <laughs> had to go run scouting. So, uh, we'll probably cross paths with him again at some point. But again, thank you guys for listening. Travis brandon was great. I'm sure we'll have him on again down the road. Yeah. And, uh, Shawnee, take us
0: home. Yeah. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.